Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Say the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. I am from a little town. We came from a little place called Kainosa, Texas. Um, you spell that with, you use the number three and the pie symbol whenever you're spelling Kainosa. Uh, nobody ever spells it right. But anyway, so when you're coming from Kainosa and you're going out to the ranch, um, <laughs> only country people's going to understand what I'm fixing to say. So I don't mean to be elitist or anything, but if you don't understand this, you probably have never been into the country. Let me give you directions to the ranch. You go six miles south of Kainosa, Texas, and you turn right at the dead tree. You think I'm joking. I have given those directions thousands of times to people, and they go, no, really, how do you get there? I'm like, you go six miles south of Kainosa, Texas, and you turn right at the dead tree. And they're like, which dead tree? I said, you've never been to my part of the country. (laughs) There are no trees. And so to see a big dead one, it's obvious. And the first thing they always say whenever they get out to the ranch is they say, "Uh, man, you were right. I'm like, I know. Now I've got a story about that. But first, before I forget, because I am a forgetful person, Anna, would you stand up, please? This is one of my favorite people in the entire world, and I want y'all to say happy birthday to her. Happy birthday, Anna. Happy birthday, sweetheart. She's my dancing partner. She's a better dancer than I am, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty salty. Just telling you that but anyway so you know we would be coming back from Odessa or something like that headed back out to the ranch and it was nearly like clockwork we would get about three miles south of Kainosa and the kids would start saying this short cut short cut short cut short cut if you don't have a shortcut to your house you live in town Okay, so, um, and the shortcut was you turned off about two miles before the dead tree and you took these back roads back to the house. Now, it really wasn't a shortcut because it actually took longer to get home. But you know what? There is something about a dirt road that just feels better than a highway. And you would be amazed at how many times I would go, no, we're not taking the shortcut. Because I was in a hurry to get home. I mean, it was, it was paved road up until about a quarter of a mile, you know, going the regular way. But them kids, well, they wouldn't, they wouldn't give it up. Shortcut, shortcut. I don't know why they wanted to take it. On the highway, you, you see roadkill. But on the dirt road, you get to stop and look at them while they're alive. You know, I mean, think about that. You know, you're driving down the highway, you see dead things on the side of the road. You take a dirt road and you can see, Jason, will you turn those effects off? Feel like my, thank you. It's feeling like there was an echo in my butt or something. But you know, you drive down the highway and you see all this roadkill on the side of the road. But man, every time we took that dirt road, you'd see a, you know, porcupine or big old deer out there or something. You see roadkill on the side of the highway, but on a dirt road, you get to stop and look at them while they're alive. And then you shoot them and mount them on your wall (laughs) and put them in your freezer. Sorry. (laughs) 
If you don't understand that, <laughs> look at somebody that's laughing right now and ask them after it's over. You know, and like I said, the shortcut took longer, but we as adults have been trained to go, 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 go. We got to get to where we're going as fast as we can, and we base everything on how smooth the ride is and how quick we got there, don't we? Man, it's supposed to be the American dream, right? But somehow the American dream has turned into a nightmare because we've forgotten how to take the dirt road. The shortcut took longer, but we as adults have been trained to go, 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 even if it is home. We got to get 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 where we're going. Jesus said, unless you become like little children, you never inherit the kingdom of God. I thought about that all night long. I always just wanted to get to where we were going as fast as we could. I mean, you know, barreling down the highway at 56 miles an hour. Just my wife out walking faster than I can drive. But still, you, know, you don't have to go fast to be in a hurry, do you? You don't have to go fast to be in a hurry. It's the attitude. And how many times have I thought about that day with a little lady and a little man sitting in the back seat going, shortcut, 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 shortcut. And then Christy would join in. Shortcut, shortcut, shortcut. And I'd say, get back in the car. <laughs> Not really. Today, I'm going to show you a dirt road shortcut to authentic Christianity. On the, on the little title, if you go to the live stream, what people are watching out there, it says, do you feel like you're walking around? Is your relationship with God like walking around in a dark, strange room barefooted? You know, you just, you don't know, you know you're kind of in the right place, but you don't know where anything's at. You, you're scared to move, and when you do move, you end up catching the angle iron on the bed right between your little toe and the, and the, what is that thing for anyway? I'm going to ask God that one of these days. I understand the little toe and the big toe, but what about that ugly one right next to it? You know? I guess not. Maybe that's just me. Today, I'm going to show you a dirt road shortcut. To authentic Christianity. It's not a criticism of the way that you've been doing things, but sometimes somebody just needs to come in and go, oh, here, let me turn the light on for you. <laughs> that makes me think of our the house that we're living in now. Man, it's a nice place. It is a blessing from God. But somebody had a horrible sense of humor. There is not one light switch in that whole place that is where it should be. You reach in and go, the light in our in our closet, you have to like move hangers out of the way. It's not just right inside a door. In the bathroom, you have to walk all the way across the bathroom to turn the light on, which makes it really hard at night. And then, you know, Christy's always, turn the lights off, turn the lights off. Well, I, you know, I like to have a conniption fit trying to get out of the bathroom. I end up in the shower and foot in the toilet and everything like that. But wouldn't it be nice if somebody just went in there and just turned the light on for you and you're like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Golly. Well, today I'm going to do that for you. Actually, I'm not going to do it. God's going to do it for you. He's going to flip on the light and he's going to show you what he wants from you. Shortcuts don't mean that you'll get there quicker. I'm going to show you a dirt road shortcut to authentic Christianity. It doesn't mean that you're going to get there quicker. It means you're going to get there better. Just like that dirt road, the shortcut back to the house down the dirt road. We didn't get home quicker. We got home better. Most dirt road shortcuts aren't as smooth, which forces you to slow down and see the great things God has to show you. 
Many of us have been going around and around for years trying to be the believers that God wants us to be, and this shortcut will seem far too simple. You're sitting there thinking, okay, what's he going to be saying? What's he going to be saying? What's he going to be saying? And in a minute, whenever I say these, you're going to be like, uh, come on, there's got to be more than that. But really, there's not. You'll probably give yourself a V8 after I tell you what they are. Give yourself the V8 because I'm not going to drink anything that has a tomato in it. (laughs) The first thing that you have to understand about authentic Christianity, authentic Christianity, it is impossible to please God without faith. I don't care if you become the next Bill Gates or Mark Sucker Dude facelift guy. Facebook guy, I don't care if you become him and you give your money away and you feed every starving child in the entire world for the rest of their life, you will not please God without faith. You will not please God. As a matter of fact, I am going to venture to say that it is absolutely, positively, no holds barred, impossible to please God without faith. So what is faith? How would God explain it to us? I'm not going to come up with this great cowboy illustration to hopefully paint this picture of faith. What if God came down and said, hey, this this is what I want from you? What would he say? He would say that you must believe that I exist. You must, I mean, without, to have faith, you must believe that God exists. And I'm not talking about just believing that there is a God. I'm talking about knowing that He is God and that He loves us. I'm talking about not just God, but I'm talking about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that Jesus Christ talked about in Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God in three persons. God is the head, the one before everything and everything because of the one. Think about that. He is it. He is the head honcho. He, everything comes from him. Nothing that has ever been or will be did not come, did not happen except for him. God is the head, the one before everything and everything because of the one. The son, the triune God, the Trinity, the father, the son. The son is the word of God. Jesus Christ was the word of God made flesh and bones. And people say, I, you know, I don't really understand that. But, you know, everybody, you know, keep your word. The, you, who you are is like your word. What would happen if who you are, the things that you say, your beliefs and everything like that, what would happen if they were made into a human being? Well, that's what happened with God. God's word was became flesh, and it was perfect, the word of God. And then you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the essence of God. It is the power of God's love available to us every single day and every moment. It is how God resides within us. It is that voice in your head that loves you and tells you that that he loves you. It's that place that is reserved in your heart that nothing else will feel. It is the guidance that we go by. It is the rule. It is the person that gives us comfort when times are tough. It is impossible to please God without faith. So what is faith? God says you must believe that I exist. I'm not going to try to talk you into believing in God. It is a choice God gave you, and he has written this truth on your hearts. I can't make you believe in God, and I promise you that there's not going to be anything that happens that you're like, oh, I'm waiting for a feeling so that I can believe in God. No, it's a choice. 
You either believe in God or you don't. And I'm not talking about a belief, well, there might be a God, I kind of believe. No, we're talking about a life-changing belief. It is impossible to please God without faith. And if you want to know what faith is, the very first thing is you have to believe that God exists. And there's another part that you have to do. If you believe in faith, it is impossible to please God without faith. And if you want to have faith, you must believe that God exists. And here's the second thing that you have to do. And this one's crazy, okay? This one is crazy. You must believe that he rewards those who believe in him. Think about that for a second. You must believe that God rewards those that believe in him. It must be a core foundation of your life that God exists and that he wants to reward you for seeking him out, for writing for him, for whatever little tag you want to put on it. You have to believe that he will reward you for seeking him out. You have to believe that. You know, I told you a while ago about the roadkill. There's a, uh, there's a quote by the famous atheist turned philosopher, theologist named C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis is one of the greatest minds, theological minds ever. He was kind of like a modern day Paul to me. He didn't believe and then he did and he went on to do amazing things. And I want you to think about this quote right here, okay? And in thinking about that the second part of faith is that you have to believe that God wants to reward you, okay? Listen to this quote by C.S. Lewis. <laughs> that was a, that was a, a canine amen right there. It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea, we humans are far too easily pleased. Think about that for a second. C.S. Lewis said it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong but too weak because we are content to stop on the side of that broad path to destruction and dine on roadkill instead of turning down that narrow trail and eating a ribeye made from God himself. That's the best way that I can put it. We are far too easily pleased And most of us will never reach that reward that is given to us, that is promised to us. Not because God withholds it, it's because we stop and eat roadkill before we get to the ribeye. And we're content with it. Oh, our lives are just great. C.S. Lewis said, we fool about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us. God doesn't take those things away. We just get sidetracked by it. Oh, looky here. I'm hungry. Let's eat this. And we sit there and munch on it. But I'm showing you the way today. God is revealing to you authentic faith, authentic Christianity. What does he want from you? He does not want you sitting on the side of the road eating roadkill. He wants you to come and dine with him. It is impossible to please God without faith. And what is faith? You have to believe that God exists. And the second thing you have to do is to believe with all of your heart that God rewards those who seek him out. 
What is the reward? It is the ride with him. This ride, this journey, this relationship with him is everything. How do I know that? Because in the Bible, Jesus himself said this, seek first the kingdom of God and then everything else will be given unto you. You have to believe that God rewards those who earnestly seek him. You have to believe that God has a reward waiting on you. And I pray that myself and every one of us sitting here, whether you're on the internet or you're sitting here or you're listening on the radio or what, that we would learn to bypass those things that the devil throws out there and then laughs at us for sitting there munching on when just over the hill was everything that you desire. We are far too easily pleased. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and all else will be given unto you. I'm offering you everything right now. I'm showing you. I've turned the light on. And all of this is a relationship with Jesus Christ, the living son of God. All you have to do is believe that God exists and that he wants to reward those who ride for him. And one more thing, one more. I hope you're with me. It's impossible to please God without faith. And faith is believing that God exists and believing that he has a reward waiting for those who earnestly seek him. The other thing, the third part of turning this light on and for you finding your way is you have to go where he tells you to go. When I gave my, you know, I I was saved as a teenager. That's when I gave my heart to God. But I gave my life to him much, much later. Some of you might have done the same thing. You believed in, you've always believed in God with your heart, but you haven't given him your life. You might have given him some lip service and said the right words and thought everything was cool. But have you given him your life? Whenever I gave my life to Christ, I was holding this beautiful blonde. That's not Jared. I'm talking about my wife. Um, (laughs) I was holding this beautiful blonde's hands. I was on my knees, she was on her knees, and I was holding both of her hands in a bedroom of a double-wide trailer in Kynosa, Texas, turned by the tree. And I said, God, I don't know what you could do with a sorry cowboy like me, but if you'll have me, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll be who you want me to be, and I'll say what you want me to say. And he called me on it. And that is the third thing. You have to go where he tells you to go. This means to go where he tells you to go. It means to do what he wants you to do. We all know what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing. When somebody says, oh, I don't know what I should be doing. Do right. It doesn't matter what you do. Just do it right. You know the difference between right and wrong. The Bible says he wrote it on our hearts. Do what you want, what he wants you to do. Be who he wants you to be. He doesn't care what you do for a living. He cares what's on the inside of you. People say, I don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know who God wants me to be. He wants you to be who you want to be, but he wants you to be that for him. God doesn't care where you go. He doesn't care what you do. He doesn't care if you live in Kiowa or Kazakhstan. He wants to bless you right where you're at. He wants to reward you right where you're at because you earnestly seek him and you do everything for him. Go where he wants you to go. Do what he wants you to do. Be who he wants you to be and say what he wants you to say. 
That's the dirt road shortcut. See, religion will take you down that smooth path that'll give you all these rules. Well, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. You got to do that. You got to be at church on Sunday. You got to read your Bible every single night, 14 chapters, and you can't go to the bar. You can't have a beer. You can't do this. You can't do that. Oh, come on. You have to believe that God exists. And you have to believe that he will reward you when you earnestly seek a relationship with him, when you ride with him. To truly know a man, you must ride with him. Am I am I wrong? And if I'm not, then why did Jesus say on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name and cast out demons? And I will say unto them, get away from me, you evildoer, for I knew you not. The relationship, the ride means everything. I've showed you the shortcut. You're standing right there. All you got to do is make a right turn and go down that dirt road. And unfortunately, many of you that are listening to me, you're going to park it right there. You're going to park right there and you're going to dine on roadkill. I'm not saying that you're not saved, but you have to, the third thing, you have to go down that dirt road. You have to go. You can't just sit here and say, well, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Put your money where your mouth is, cowboy. You talked about believing. You've talked about it. Do you have the guts to do it? Do you have the guts to turn and go down there? What happens if your friends are over here and they're making fun of you while you do it? You going to turn around and go back to them because you're more concerned about what your friends think of you than what God wants for you? I'll tell you what, there ain't no sissies in heaven. One of the things that I miss most about Kynosa, Texas, is when my wife would look at me and she would say, let's go drive down the dirt roads. And we would get in the pickup on a beautiful evening in the desert of West Texas. And we would just drive around. There are no cares when you're driving down that dirt road with your wife. There are no mortgages. There are no bills. There are no buttheads. There are no bosses. There, there are no worries. It's a way just to let everything go. You don't have to say a whole lot. Roll down that window. Hear the birds. Watch the jackrabbit go from shade to shade under mesquite trees. One of my favorite, most cherished memories. And there's not just one of them. There's a lot of them. Honey, let's go drive around the dirt roads. There's just the two of us and nothing else really matters. And there was no destination. We didn't say, let's go to, to this pump jack and back. Let's just go drive on the dirt roads. Let's get away from everything. To have a destination means that you can't enjoy the time spent together because you're far too aware of how quickly that time fades away. And it will fade away. Quit worrying about the destination and just go. Don't you ever just want to get away and sit on the tailgate of a truck? Are you too busy living the American dream? Working at things that you don't want to do to make money that you're not going to keep to buy things that you have to have. They're going to end up in a closet, forgotten about. Or would you rather get in the truck and drive out on a dirt road, sit on a tailgate? All of this is what's waiting on you with a relationship with God. This is what you get for traveling down that dirt road. And what does that dirt road consist of? Believe in God and believe that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. But wait, never take my word for anything. I could have done this in the beginning, but I'm going to do it at the end. Let me show you that these words didn't come out of my mouth, but out of the mouth of God himself. 
Turn in your Bibles, if you have it, to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. And if you don't have it, that's fine. I'm going to read it to you. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says this. See if any... I hope that this sounds familiar, okay? And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. You thought that I was just maybe summarizing something, trying to make it easy for you. That's what God said right there in Hebrews eleven six, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. That's what I said. And then in verse 8, it was by faith, by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. And here's the third part. You must believe that God exists. You must believe that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. He went without knowing where he was going. Hey, listen up. I know God was really talking to you today. If you'd like to hear the whole story, get online and get it at www.savethecowboy.com. There you will find all you need to get where Jesus wants you to be, no matter how long or little you've been riding with him. You ought to know by now that I ain't going to jerk your leg. Okay, (laughs) maybe just a little bit. But this one ain't no story. This here's the truth. We need you to saddle up with us and keep this gospel being spread to cowboys and cowgirls like you. I'm asking you to go to SaveTheCowboy.com and make a donation to help us out. This program was brought to you in its entirety due to the generous donation of Western LLC. They are a turnkey development company for the oil and gas and aviation industries. If you need it built to put something in, there ain't a better Christian-valued company to call on than them. Visit them at WesternLLC.com.